Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Renegade Blitz. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at RBlitzPod, and at Blitz Videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. And welcome back to the Renegade Blitz podcast. I'm Ty Polk with Chris Ward. Brandon Walker currently having Wi-Fi issues. He should join us when he can. And if not, it's it's all good. I mean, it's the post-Super Bowl podcast. And Chris, as a guy from Allentown who's not a fan of the Eagles, this was obviously a great Super Bowl for you. Final was Chiefs 38 Eagles thirty five uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have really any issue with the, the players. I like it's just the fan base. I mean, you saw the videos going on online where like you know Eagle fans were flipping a car over or something. Like, um, I, I just the fan base is always, and then the media. I mean, that was a rough call at the end, but it, I, I know they've been whining all you know throughout the league about it and everything. But oh, it was a good Super Bowl. You know, it was one of the probably the better ones that I've watched. I don't, where would you uh, rank it? Among all the Super Bowls, the ending—I wish the ending was way better. Yeah, I—it I, I, was a—it was a tough call. I mean, he—he he did. Uh, Bradbury did get a piece of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's jersey, but I mean, I know I, I saw Ben Roethlisberger said that like stuff like that happens on every play, and you know it, it does. And uh, it was a weak call, so but it, you know it, it came in a crucial time. But I still don't think that was the reason why. The Eagles lost. I mean, their vaunted defensive line, who recorded 78 sacks uh, this whole entire season, including the playoffs, they were shut out by the Chiefs' offensive line. So, like, I think that was the main story. As great as Jalen Hurts played, you know, he did – he gave them seven points when he fumbled the ball and the Chiefs returned for a touchdown. You know, that and then the Tony longest punt return in Super Bowl history uh, really set up that – another score for the Chiefs in the, the fourth quarter. So, that's like 14 points right there. Eagles dominated the time of possession and everything, but, uh, you know, and the Chiefs just had the ball last. And McKinnon, uh, you know, instead of going into the end zone, he just, you know, slid down, like, at the one-yard line or whatever it was, short of the end uh, end zone. And then they kicked the field one one And it was, it was it was like one of those games, like a Madden. You know how you, when you play Madden and, like, it's the last person that has the ball, wins the game. Sometimes, yeah. like, that, that's what the game reminded me of. But I know for a fact that if you get that opportunity to walk into the end zone, you're going to walk into the end zone, man. That- well, no, I, oh, I played some. I had some friends that they would do that, where they would, they would, uh, they would straddle the goal line and basically just try to take <laughs> they, off as much time. Yeah, they would stall. They would stall you and do stuff like that, and you know, kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, that's kind of what happened there with the Eagles. I mean, I, I know, like during the game, I was texting you guys how. How the Chiefs cornerbacks they were getting beat, you know, really Devontae Smith, uh AJ Brown were really, you know, working them. But uh that, that was the big concern going into the game because the Chiefs have a young secondary, but uh all the Eagles, uh, Andy Reid really just he went to work there in the uh fourth quarter, those two touchdowns wide open, the same plays, just different sides. Um it, the, the Mahomes and Andy Reid's experience really showed there late in the game. 
Yeah, but you were doubting them in the group chat. You're, I was saying like, man, yeah. you can never count out. I was Patrick. getting worried. I was getting worried towards the like at the end of halftime when Mahomes got injured, and uh, the Chiefs' defense was really struggling and stuff. And you know, uh, the Eagles went into halftime with a twenty-four to fourteen lead, which usually in you know Super Bowl, like when you have a double-digit lead going into halftime, you usually the teams that are winning usually win. And uh, they just uh, they, they kind of collapsed there in the second half. Uh, just a lot of a lot of mistakes there. Uh, the Chiefs pretty much were flawless. Like I don't think they had any penalties or any, like they were moving the ball offensively. I think uh, Mahomes only had one incompletion. Incompletion. It was a throwaway pass too. So they just uh, you know whatever happened during that twenty-nine minute halftime or whatever. Uh, they really uh, made halftime adjustments and came out you know sw- uh, clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, you can't you can't have a team score on ten possessions yeah. in the in this league, especially a team like Kansas City. No matter how how porous their offense is at one point in the game, that that'll kill you every single time. But also with the defensive line, one thing the uh, the the uh, groundskeeper for the Super Bowl that was his final Super Bowl and. Uh, yeah. I would, if I were him, I'd probably try to say, "Let's go one more year after that," because that wasn't a good night. For, that wasn't a good night for him. But what doesn't help him is that next year's Super Bowl is in a similar stadium that was actually inspired by the by State Farm Stadium and Allegiant Stadium. They have the rollout grass as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people were saying that it was the paint. Especially whenever they have you know the painted logos mm-hmm. over over towards the twenty fives, yeah. So that was that was where that was where a lot of the slippage happened. But uh, of course, traction with a defensive line, especially when it's the end all be all for Philadelphia. I mean, their linebackers don't really rush. It's their it's all based on the on them rushing those four defensive linemen. So if they can't keep themselves upright on the grass, obviously you're going to have trouble, but also Kansas city couldn't really get to the quarterback either outside of uh, Bolton's fumble return. And he also had another one that was called back, but not even, not even Chris Jones and the rest of that and Frank Clark and all, and all that defense was able to do anything. So it was on both sides really with it and credit to the Eagles. I know you, I know you don't like the fan base, they're allowed to make the excuses and all credit to Philadelphia. They, all their players said there's no excuse for it. Even James Bradbury, he could have very easily just went quietly into the night and say, yeah, that was a bad call, but he stand up and went for it. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you have to respect about this Eagles team. I I guess we could segue into the, you know, you talk about Bradbury, we could talk about, uh, the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, Valentine's Day meme shot at Bradbury that really didn't sit well with a lot of Eagles players and really across the, a lot of players across the league thought it was uh, kind of lame. Really, the you know the word that AJ Brown uh, put it as. I mean that that's that's just the the life and times of Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, painfully whack at times, <laughs> but. But yeah, as we finally have Brandon Walker join into it, he had some Wi-Fi issues. Brandon, we were about to go segue into the Juju Smith-Schuster tweet and stuff like that, but we want to make sure that we get your thoughts on this Super Bowl first. Uh, 
I think that was the best Super Bowl played since probably the Steelers last Super Bowl. Oh, the Steelers last Super Bowl win. Well, there's what about the Patriots uh, Falcons game? Well, yeah. I like the comeback, but I like back and forth <laughs> faction. Patriots like, Seahawks. Oh, I like. Yeah, that <laughs> in one, the that same was in the same building. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a good one, but it's I just mean, yeah. I, I saw the game and I you know had made my tweets and uh, AJ Brown beast. You got playmakers all over the field. And it, and, it would, and it should disgust you as Steeler fans that, wow, people making plays in space, explosive plays, splash plays. And it's just the fact that hopefully the Steelers can find a way to get that done one of these years. Because the way they're doing it ain't working. Uh, that was a big takeaway from the game, just how far the Steelers are offensively. Uh, you know, you see Andy Reid, what he's doing. Uh, Eagles office coordinator now is, now is the head coach. Both their coordinators got head coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, Even uh, remember the last time a defense got shellacked like this and and then suddenly the defensive coordinator gets a job in this league? Matt yeah. Patricia. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't like that follow-up. You, you hope that it's more like, Sirianni in a situation where this dude was just painfully awkward in his first in his first interview, but he turns out to be a a, a pretty good head coach. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he 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 shocked me pretty much. Uh, he still he still does some things sometimes. I'm not I'm not. He, he still does some things that I think they're kind of a little bit amateur hour, a little bit <laughs> crying on the sidelines <laughs> during the national anthem. Like I no, I no, seen no. that. Not, not so he's not he's not the greatest national anthem crier. That that yeah. title belongs to No Sean Marino. I, I mean that that part was like whatever, but like some of the things he does on the sidelines where like I don't know if you saw the video of him pointing or I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was flipping someone off, but Jalen Hurts actually whacked whacked his arm away and stuff, and then he just like smiled at him. So he just I mean he just I don't know, he does some like just things there sometimes amateur hours. Yeah. 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 People say that Mike Tomlin's a cheerleader on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope, no. I hope he never gets that. I hope he never gets that mark in Philadelphia because they'll just murder him. When the Eagles barely beat the Colts this year, yeah. he went over you know what? He went over to like the fans or something and was like saying stuff or whatever. You know, here's the thing. Yeah, they barely beat the Colts. They, they barely beat a lot of teams. They, they had some luck going into the Super Bowl. They were good, but they got they caught breaks along the way. So we'll see how hard it is coming back. And now you got to pay hit hurts a year earlier than you usually do because he's a second round pick. Hurts out. He really impressed me in that game. I mean, he was. He was throwing dimes out there where his ball location and stuff. Um, yeah, I was. I, I mean, the Eagles have a really good team. I mean, they could, they could, their offensive line is great. I mean, they could be back. I mean, the Chiefs are just Mahomes is just so good. I mean, Travis Kelsey. I mean, they're they're low. Juju, but yeah, like Pacheco, Pacheco from. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's one of my like favorite non players. You can tell. Like, I love I love the way he runs the ball. <laughs> yeah, like bro. You could tell they just didn't give an F about Tyreek Hill. They just gave this dude the huh. 
number ten. Usually, someone somebody just leaves. Yeah, they really do. Like that, they just they wait for a while and they get no. He just said, you get ten. I don't know about that because if because I'm pretty sure the, the Steelers organization felt some way about Marquise Pouncey. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm just talking about. They just gave his number away the next year, and and this dude is this dude's probably not gonna not gonna have another start on this team again. But bro, he was inactive for every game after starting every game as a rookie. No, 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 yes, after starting every game, he's inactive every week. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's your new that's your new whipping boy. Two numbers off of your current whipping boy. Hey, 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 when I was the, speaking of you, when, we met, when I made that uh, tweet at the Browns game when I, about, you know, Devin Bush being a future pitcher or mauler, I, I was just half ribbing it. I meant, I was going to say, the goal over Kendrick Green, he's, he has the look of a future Pittsburgh mauler because he ain't playing for the steel, he ain't stealing material at all. Yeah, they biffed that guy hard, but let, Let's now get back into what we were talking about while we were waiting for you to come in here, and that's the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, tweet storm after that. Of course, he had, of course, because yesterday was Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours, by the way. <laughs> he mentioned he, he has James Bradbury in it. And I wanted to know, did you guys also see in the tweet from Bradbury that he deleted afterwards that says that, that he added Eli Apple saying, I see, I see why you do what you do. And I'm just like, James, I would never want to be be in the same stratosphere as Eli Apple. Yeah, Even whenever I crazy. play flag football, I don't want to be in the same stratosphere of of Eli Apple. Is he saying that he holds a lot? No, that he understands why he talks so much crap. Oh, you talking about Juju? No, I'm yeah. talking about I'm talking about Bradbury oh, with, with Apple, but. But Juju, you know, he really caught a lot of that triggered a lot of a lot of Eagles players. Yeah, mostly Eagles. Uh, Eagles fans. I can so I could show you something right there. I got this tweet from Jay Larky tweets. Juju Smith-Schuster's NFL career may have just ended from a Valentine's tweet day tweet at age 26. He caught 111 balls for 1,426 yards at age 22. Now look. I'm I'm all for oh, dragging dragging a man after a bad tweet, which which objectively for Juju Smith Schuster, it was it, it wasn't exactly the most sportsmanlike no, out no. there. Oh, come on, the man. dude had 78 catches for 900 yards in Kansas City's offense, and he's still. If there's still one thing you can say about him. If you need a tough catch, Juju Smith Schuster can do that. And in this league, if you can make tough catches. You're gonna be in this league for as long as you want. Yes, he will. And plus, he's he's gonna be back with the Chiefs next year. Why not? Has to be. He'd be dumb. He oh. unless someone throws an, an impressive bag at him. Very impressive. Not to. Like, bro. Like he escaped the quagmire of mediocrity, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that was a win. I know. I got in this. Got on him last year for the because I made a. A, 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 a regrettable comment that's saying the only reason why he came back last year, well, 2021, because he wanted to be part of the, uh, he he missed those people on the south side, those co-eds. But seriously, 
he's one of the toughest receivers in the league. He balled out. He played hurt. Like, he deserves it. And I, I think just people in Pennsylvania just want to drag Juju for no reason. Because, I don't know, jealousy that he can't, he left? And, oh, yeah, Antonio Brown got a ring, too. So, I not mean, only the guy that got, that, got ripped that. got the ring, they all, the guy... The guy who started the ripping got a ring first, yeah. And then the guy that got ripped got one as well. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of stuff. And plus, when you take a look at Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey had six receptions for eighty-one yards. Smith-Schuster seven for fifty-three. Yes. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if he he caught the ball more than anyone else for Kansas City, and mm-hmm. and if I take a look over on the receiving side. He caught it just as much as Devontae Smith. Yep. So this guy, this guy clearly is a is a part of this Kansas City offense. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I give him a lot of credit. You know, before he made this tweet, and then like like I, like just when you think Juju Fisher is turning the corner, and like he's like showing like you know he's you know some maturity or whatever. I mean, it was a joke or whatever, but yeah, like, well, I, you know, Juju going Juju, Juju's always. Yeah, going it, it was, it was, I agree with AJ Brown. It was pretty lame. Like, like uh, Bradbury already admitted that he held him. Like, it, I think it would kind of be different. If Bradbury was like, yeah, like I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hold him. The the NFL's rigged or something. It would kind of no, be like, but what is he supposed to say? Really, what is he really supposed to say? I mean, he could have said that. He could have said. Could've, he could have said that that he didn't hold him. That he could have said that, but he wanted to. He could have said that I've had that. I've had that. I've done that exact move in, in so many different times where that wasn't a flag. Why was that a flag now? Especially yeah, he, at that he, point he, he in the game, it would have. It would have made him. It would have. It would have at least somewhat validated the tweet from Smith Schuster, but it also wouldn't have made Bradbury look like he was admitting, "Yeah, I held. That was the wrong play." So basically, yeah. Juju was kicking someone while they're already down. He won the yeah. Super Bowl. It's right. kind of like, yeah, and it's like, not Eli Apple. So yeah. that's the one thing. Yeah. So yeah. And then it, I mean, AJ Brown. You know, he roasted him. But it was funny how he, the Eagles, they treated him like like he was just like a straight bum, like saying like like you were almost out of the league. Uh, and then, yeah, that was uh, AJ. Yeah, he was was he almost? Uh, no, he wasn't almost. CJ. Uh, he was Martin. never. He, he he was never going to be in out of the league. He could have left for the same situation a year before if he wanted to. Right. He was hurt. He was hurt playing in a playoff game. If you show Moxie, you're going to have a job in this league. Right. Again, I'm I'm going to it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but you could say that he probably is more better suited to be a tight end than a wide receiver. Mhm. He just doesn't have the body, so that's why he's playing as a slot receiver in this league. Right. But when you get when he throws the ball, when he gets the ball thrown to him, more often than not, he catches. He's it. gonna fight forward. Yeah. He's gonna fight forward. He's gonna fall forward like he's a running back. Unlike some, hard. oh yeah, he plays hard. He he, he, show, he falls forward and does it goes north and south, unlike other uh, receivers that we have in this town. East and west and south. Well, whatever. Not north. Well, well, he he goes forward. He will he will move forward with the ball, unlike other receivers that are that play in the town that we live in. He shows heart 
He shows desire. He shows wit, unlike former other people who will no longer be a part of this town. And he need like and Juju could be on my team anytime. Just stop. Just stop doing that dumb stuff. <laughs> no, well, you're well, just gonna well, have to like deal you. with that. I, I, I mean, so keep it down to a minimum and stop. But he, like, I love, I love him. He, he has his head, he has his head in his game, in the game, when he needs to, when the ball, when the ball kicks off, and not his head up his rear end. Yeah. And that, and that's all you really want to, because everything, everything that he does off the field, you could probably deal with it too, because it's just childish. Really, but you know, this is what uh, CJ Gardner Johnson tweeted but deleted. He was like, Juju, Juju, talk a lot for a guy who ain't productive for real. For real, AB made you look amazing. After that, you've been toilet water. Wait, let me put a stamp, put a put at stamp on it. And you know he, what? He ended up deleting it anyway. Like, bro, like, don't hate because you lose. Because y'all can't, if they won the game, y'all wouldn't be taught. Y'all, this is sour grapes to me. Pretty much, it's just like dumb. you just you be, be classy like a Jalen Hurts, like like Bradbury, like you just handle Bradbury it with initially. Well, initially, oh, well, handle it like Jalen Hurts. Handle the loss like Jalen Hurts. He answered the questions. He ain't tweeting out no bull drive. Like I'm tired of him. Jason Kelsey as well. Oh, you mean he handled it with class? Oh, yeah, because he lost to his brother. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, but, he, he, they dropped the podcast earlier this morning that was that was really good as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, plus, I wanted to tell you something. There's been a lot of copyright infringement on me because a certain uh, person is stealing my style. A podcast around here, a famous podcast, new podcast. Ooh, who is this? You know who he is. Wow, well, this is news to me, man. Number seven. What? Number seven. Damn, what did he do? He was wearing the hat? Of course. Where did he oh, the- yeah, everyone's stealing the everyone's stealing the hat, man. Everyone, I'm like, everyone, bro, like, he I saw he was wearing, me wearing a hat. I thought he was wearing a different type of hat. I thought he was wearing, like, a... Like I a thought he wore thing. trucker hats. Like he, he was, like, wearing a trucker hat, I thought. Well, still, I, wore, I had a hat. You have a fedora. Yeah, well, I have that too. I have that one hat that was there. I wore it at one game. Ben, I, I the only thing I saw from Ben's podcast was him talking about how he didn't agree with the call about he thought it was a weak call in the hold on. Bradley. Oh yeah, I don't care about all that. He I still the hat. Yeah, yeah. You know on, what? On yeah, Smith, I, I guess. So, what do you guys really think about Highsmith? Because you know he's about to. To get a bag, since we're going to be talking, since the Super Bowl is what it is, it's over. I'll put it to you like this: What's if, going on? If, it, if it's going to be, I hope he gets the bag, and I hope he's a good player. Because if not, I, I said this in, in private conversation. I'm just going to let it out on the podcast. People are going to drag him and his family, much like how they did Devin Bush. If he starts struggling, yeah, if, like a cash in and check out situation, just like. You know what? Lamar Woodley did that too. Another number fifty-six. If you remember, Lamar Woodley at least gave Lamar Woodley at least gave a gave this team about three or four good years. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah. He got you can, money. You, but he, you can, when he you got the money, that. he was never the same. Yeah. He wasn't the same. He wasn't the same player. Hall of Fame pro- trajectory, but once he got the bag, it was a wrap. Yeah, it was. And I think that might happen to Highsmith. Yeah, because he, he, you, you think he's going to get dragged like Bush? No, I think that there's an op- there there's a possibility that he could. I, I I think he I think he has his head on straight where that would never be be an issue. But you just never know in like, this situation. It's probably you know why, you know like I said before in the podcast, we started dragging Bush. I st- I mean I started Chris started a little bit before Chris was first. I I was second after you you already know what happened. Yeah. But I will just say the flashpoint of Devin Bush's career in Pittsburgh was when his dad went on 93.7 a fan and argued with Paul Zeiss. Because like I said this, and plus I want to no, let's switch it. I don't want to talk about this dude anymore. I'm, I'm going to try to stop no, talking about he, He's like irrelevant now. Not, he, is he really like, is. We, I, I brought I him know, up. Really, That's I my fault. I to, but let's switch gear. Uh, what about Terry Bradshaw? What about Did you see I, him on uh, after the game? On, yeah, he's, he's been terrible for a while now. He needs to retire. Oh. Yeah, he does need to. He's you on know my, what? He, he's on no, my I'm long list. About... He's on my long list of old people in the seventies or eighty range who just need to give it up and retire. Same same thing goes for Chris Berman. It's just it's just ridiculous. I, Berman, they hide him on ESPN Plus, and I don't have yeah. Plus, so I so I can I can't be the guy the guy did for you, that. Did you guys hear about his latest controversy? What did know. he say? He, he said something that was kind of like. It was kind of cringe about he was talking about how Hurts uh, and um, Mahomes was the first Super Bowl two black quarterbacks, and he mentioned that it was also Abraham Lincoln's like birthday or something like that. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty cringe. Yeah, but what he said, but Terry Bradshaw was like, "Why are yourself over here? Are you going to retire?" Bradshaw was like, "You know made- what." He made a joke about him dying on Fox or something like that. No, like you know what is it? Because ninety three seven, I'm like, they were dragging him and talking about. I'm like, no wonder he. I was like, dang, he didn't. He didn't come back. They've been dragging him in the like the seventies and eighties. These Steeler fans and media. Glad to see that hasn't changed. I have a, like a love hate relationship with Bradshaw where I like him sometimes and other times I think his he has like a whole like a shtick like with his whole like media thing and it's it's really old now. Yeah, but yeah, but what does he bring to the game in twenty twenty three? Like, I, I will not- say this. I will say this. There, there is a bunch of guys on the old NFL today that I thought they gave up too quickly on. You know, Tony Shane. Gonzalez. Tony yeah. Gonzalez. I still think Shannon Sharp could be a good football analyst. I, I just want him away from Skip Bayless. That's what about, yeah. what about Dan Marino? They got rid of Dan Marino. Dan Marino, I don't maybe it's because I'm looking back on it with fonder terms. Like Dan Marino was good. I just felt that they they kind of like they they kind of did the thing in which you push him out maybe a little too early. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, they before that. But 
They hit, they hit a home run with Nate Burleson. Yeah, yeah, Burleson, Burleson is half the reason my hair kind of looks like this. Right? <laughs> like I like his style. I like his style and everything he does. And yeah, and really, even their group right now is good. Sure, I think. Sure. I, I think if I think if anything, I I'd, I'd probably try to see who would you move out of that group. I I, I have the tough they time. They love Bill Cowher. I know. Yeah. Man, but Bill Cowher just needs to stop, like, just stop criticizing people like Saturday. That's the only thing. I t- that's the only time when I told him. To probably Boomer Esiason or Phil Sims, probably. I don't know. Yeah, Phil Sims is. Phil Sims so kind of got pushed out because of Tony Romo. Oh, yeah. Man, I want Romo right now. I want Sims back because he knows what <laughs> he's more bland, but he knows what he's talking about. He was always. I, on I would. Point. I would love to have Sims back in a booth. Somewhere. Maybe yeah. when ABC, maybe when ABC starts commanding more of the games, he could come back on. Yeah, but, I'd honestly, yeah. I honestly think he would probably be someone that would liven up the booth with uh, Al Michaels, and I'm pretty sure that CBS would still keep. You know him what? You know what? You know who'd be good livening it up? Greg Olson with Al Michaels. That'd be a good combination. Yeah, he's already well. I don't know if you heard it. Tom Brady's not taking the Fox. There's rumors that Tom Brady's not taking the Fox job just yet. Yeah, I think it's 20, 2024. He told right. Tom Howard. I think he's taking a year off, and then he's. I don't. I don't know how Brady's going to be in that role. To be honest, like I know he obviously knows a, a ton about football, but I never really got him as like being like a a good personality for. It. I don't know. He struck me as someone that would have went to Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, but then again, if you think about it, Tampa brought out his personality. Yeah. He always he had the per- no Twitter brought out his personality. Yeah, because Tom was Twitter like, in general did. But yeah. way before Tampa, he was doing that in New England. What do you think he's gonna be? You think he's gonna be like Romo or is he gonna be I mean, he's always not gonna be this like like hyper, like you know, freaking out about stuff that like probably just shouldn't be that, you know. Glamorous. I don't know how it would be with him. I, I think know. he would do his due diligence. I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a short trip for him be, uh, until further notice. Yeah, that's what they were saying about Roman. They, they said that, that he got lazy this year. He <laughs> 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 wasn't, wasn't doing his homework. Oh, man. Yeah. A lot of things yeah. with that, but we'll wrap it up with one more thing. John Mitchell, the longtime Steelers assistant coach and defensive line coach, his retirement was announced today. It was 29 years of service for him. And when you think back, we mentioned a little bit about the Steelers' defensive lines a few times and how how great they've been. Um, a, a lot of people, Aaron Smith, really a lot of his development as a 3-4 defensive end was because of John Mitchell. And then you think of Casey Hampton, Brett Kiesel, the Tuits, the Haywards. Um, so many, so many players really, maybe even Joel Steed. Into today. Yeah. Joel Steed. Uh, Cause he was on, he was in the Super Bowl in 95. Who was their starting D line? Joel Steed. Come on, Chris. You should know this stuff. Uh, who their defensive? Preston Buckner and um, who's a coach now himself? And I forget who it. Is. I think it's Seals or something like that. If I'm not correct, but 
Godspeed to him. He did his thing. A big part of like the Cow era and Tomlin. So you just got to give that man respect. And he is the first. And he also, I give it his man respect. He's the first black player to play for Bear Bryant at Alabama. Mm-hmm. First, I think he's the first. I read his first black defensive coordinator at uh, LSU or SEC, I think. SEC, yes. Yeah, so he, he, he coached with Bill Belichick in Cleveland, and then after he was done there, he went with Cowher, and he just you know stuck with the Steelers ever since with Tomlin. So those great defenses like Casey Hampton, um, Aaron Smith, Brett Kiesel, you know, Coach Cam Hay- Hayward. Uh, I, I saw even Javon Hargrave uh, said something on Twitter about um, you know giving uh, some pro- you know props and everything praise to Mitchell about his retirement. Yeah, nice guy too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you have an opportunity to speak to him a little bit? Or? Nah, you can see, I, I didn't get yeah. – because I, I see some of the coaches in passing, but not – I saw – I see I see them, but I just didn't get to talk to them. Like, because they're all – because they're both mainly in that back room after games. The closest uh, – so, but it's just – it's it's so unfortunate that I mean it's not unfortunate, but we got to figure out how to get another good coach on the defensive side. So you lose him and you lose Flores, and, never, and this time this ain't no retirement. You know how the Steelers operate. This is a legitimate retirement, well earned, well received. Yeah, yeah speaking of Flores, he, he had his press conference with the Vikings today, and. They, they asked him about uh, why he didn't – he pulled out of the Arizona head coaching search, and he said that uh, it was like a gut feeling. So, I, I guess whatever that I, – I read that he he wanted he didn't want to miss out on this defense coordinator position if, if uh, like, he just didn't move and make a decision. Yeah, because he, he would – he would, somebody else would have got hired. He would have waited for that job, and then he would have been he stuck been all over. He would have been with the Steelers. <laughs> be back with the great for us. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, so but Brad, you can't be enemy. What's going to be? Is he going to be the commander's OC? And why is why is he keep on getting passed on? Uh, he probably doesn't interview well. Is, is that what for it one is? Uh, for the second one? He probably not interviewing well. Availability, they're always making soup. They're always like seemingly in the Super Bowl every year. That doesn't help. And for this former question, I hope he does. Because we'll see how his offenses are. Because the other offensive coordinator, what the hell? Like, because I think it's nepotism. The only reason why he's getting that because he's uh, North Turner's son. And plus, you know, that's the whole system. And how he would do, I think he would do wonders with Sam Howell, which I think, who I think is going to wind up being the starting quarterback for the commanders. And I think he'll do well. He has a he has he has some dog in him. He has he reminds me he's a, a little bit shorter, a little bit thicker version of Pickett. <laughs> and, and like I think you know people are like oh like Andy Reid calls the plays there, so like they're like disregarding everything that the enemy does. So if you know he gets a chance, he, he definitely is involved in yeah. in all that stuff. Like he's involved in probably in situational stuff like that. He's yeah, he he's not just sitting there counting counting his. 
checks. Yeah. If you look yeah. like on the sidelines, like he's oh, always right. Andy Reid, so it's like they work co- you know hand in hand. So I don't like you know. I don't know. I I, I thought he would have got a job by now for sure, but yeah. I mean, I wish he was the Steelers' offensive coordinator, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's no what point. a lot of people are trying to trying to get themselves to get into. But let's just let's just be a hundred percent real with you. It's not happening. It's next not year happening. It'll happen. It'll happen next year. Next when year, what? What? So what? Bienemy hangs on one more year and becomes the offensive coordinator of the Steelers, or he actually. Nope. No, or he finally no, no, breaks no, no. into the. I'm talking about <laughs> Matt Canada getting fired. Oh, oh yeah, they'll, they'll do the. You know his contract expired, and you know we're we're gonna hire Byron Leftwich now or something. Yeah, <laughs> so we're just gonna wait. They're just gonna waste this entire year or something. Basically, <laughs> they they, like, they wait. They're gonna waste it going on and eight. That's what, that's what the record's gonna be next year. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. What a, well, we'll talk more about that over the course of it because we have officially reached the off season now. So now it's time for what are the Steelers going to do with those draft picks they have? I mean, remember they're pe- they're picking in the middle, and then they also have a technical first rounder that a lot of the rumor mill is swirling about with a certain corner that's for the Los Angeles Rams. We'll find out. We'll see what this team does. And we'll have it all for you on the Renegade Blitz. Don't have someone on the podcast to talk with us next time. We're scheduling out those details as it is. But, you know, it's the offseason. So we're going to have fun with it, guys. And any last things before we wrap this up? Nope. All right. And that's all for us on the Renegade Blitz. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz Pod, and at Blitz Videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.